Welcome to Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects with sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Talk That Shit Podcast. It's your boy, Freeze, with my homegirl, Dandridge. How you doing, Dandridge? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I cannot complain. Got my other, my other mommy hungry in the house. G, Kyle, what's going on, brother? I know why you, you, you got a little befuddled there when speaking. That's because we need to move operations to Texas since you all got a post-Easter snowstorm up that way. I mean, I said, <laughs> damn. So it, it, I, I can't, can't lie. I can't even lie. It sure did snow up here today. For I mean, it was like a winter advisory, too. Yeah, yeah that's the only only other time I, re- I remember that happening. I was telling Freeze not too long ago, we were in high school. We were supposed to be going to the uh, Magic Johnson Round Ball Classic at the Palace. Oh. And it was a Saturday. Easter was on a Sunday, and we got like seven inches of snow. I think that might have been the time in my life where I was like, I need to get the fuck out of Michigan. But... <laughs> I think that might have been. I think that. I think that might have been the turning point right there. To be honest yeah. with you, but hey. But I think it was a whole bunch of accidents too. I don't doubt it. You know, everywhere act like they can't drive when it first snows. It's when it first gets slick on the ground, anyway. So, you know, I don't want to discuss that right now. I tell you what, I do want to discuss though. All these women in an uproar and what Cam said, what Cam Newton said. <laughs> what yeah. do you say, Freeze? Oh, well, man. Well, 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 let's give some background first. First, he was on the uh, Barstool Sports podcast, yeah. and and there were some comments made. So you can go ahead from there, Freeze. I just I want to say the Barstool Sports. He was um, commenting. Uh, what's I can't remember her name, but it was a sports writer who was discussing schemes and uh, defensive schemes in, in the football. And Cam, you know, in like I said, I'm just going to his defense right now. He said, "Wow." You know about defensive skin? I never heard a woman talk like that before. Now, I'm I'm from his standpoint, he probably never has heard a woman talk like that before. I mean, it's very few women that I know personally that know about defensive schemes and offensive schemes and defenses and stuff like that. The you know, the little nuances of football. So I'm not really mad at that, but they took out of context, like, oh, he shouldn't have said it. Now he might not have said it in the most uh What's the word? The most non-offensive way, but it caught him off guard. It was live. I mean, what do you expect him to do? He probably go off a script because it's live. You know what I'm saying? Well, so this, well is, this was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, it was the young lady. Yeah. She she was talking about. I remember this because he said she was actually talking about the route he was choosing to run. Right? He was like these different routes, and he was like, "Wow, you know about routes." Like and it just it did catch him off guard. I agree, but there was a lot of backlash from it for sure. One hundred. So, so I think that was why these comments, for instance, right. were 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 people like latched onto him. But what what happened was the comments that he made, people considered them sexist comments about the role the role of women in society today. So what he what he said was he said I had a perfect a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm-hmm. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's a beautiful thing. I grew up in a three-parent household. Uh, my mom, my father, and my grandmother. I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch, a woman. <clears throat> then he said, a bad bitch is a person who is just, you know, a girl. I'm a bad bitch. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I look the part, but I don't act the part. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot of women who are bad bitches. And I say bitches in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Now, a woman for me is handling her own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of I'm a boss bitch, I'm a this, I'm a that, no baby, but you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet and you don't know how to allow a man to leave. That was, those were his full, full remarks right there. So I have no problem with what he said. <laughs> All right, you take no objection, free. No objection to what he said. None. None. Because here the thing is, when a person called themselves a bad bitch, they usually call themselves a bad bitch because of, um, like for example, she might have a good job, she might have a nice car, she might have a nice body, but personality-wise, she probably dead inside probably not fun to be around, probably always, you know, degrading men to a point where, you know, you know, where a person would be like, ah. And then she, what other skills you have to offer besides a nice car, nice body, and money? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's more to life than those three things. So I have no problem with what he said. Let me get this straight. Uh, you mean I can't make it with a nice car, money, <laughs> and a nice body? I oh no, a nice car, money, and a nice body. If you that makes you a high value man. Right. So let's be clear. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let's be clear. Okay, you good, are, good. You, you unlock the field of dreams if you a man and you have all those things. I had got concerned for a minute. I was like, shit, I've been doing shit wrong in life. But gee, I, I don't I don't recall you ever saying you're a bad bitch though. You know what I'm saying? No, well, dudes don't say that either. If I say that, we got a problem. <laughs> I say that my name may be Little Nas X. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We, I was side note. We were watching him on the whatever show. Maybe the Grammys, whatever he was performing, and he's you know performing in the way he is. And my mother, bless her heart, was like, "No, is he gay?" I said, "Yeah, it's time, <laughs> it's time to wrap it in." I'm like, "Shady Acres is around the corner." Yeah, um, but but I but so now. Back to what we were talking about. I don't when I when I first saw it, I was expecting it to be like like way more cringeworthy than what I read. Mm. What I read, I actually that's his opinion, and I actually don't have a, a problem with it because what he's saying is I grew up in a in a household with my mom, my dad, and fortunately my grandmother, which is you know uncommon in most most for most people, mm -hmm. but he said, Hey, I saw my mother be, you know, strong and independent. And I saw my dad be a, a, a leader too, more or less. And, you know, I saw the different uh, gender roles. I, what I took from that was he wasn't like downgrading or, or degrading women, but he was saying that today you women, some women are not all, some are quick to call themselves a boss bitch or a bad chick or whatever, a bad bitch, whatever, whatever that may be. And what they base that on is not what you should be. Well, let me not say not what you, but, but what they base that on is the things that they have and not how they are as a person and what they can do to either make their family better or to, you know, find a mate if they do not have a mate. We won't go. I won't go. Kevin Samuelson on it, but I'm just saying. So I, so I, I, I actually, I agree. 
I, I have to say that I kind of agree with him on this one. And and for those out there, I'm typically I damn near ain't never in agreement with Cam. So if I agree on something with Cam, this might we that's probably why it snowed today. <laughs> I think about it. It was a snow. So mm -hmm. I thought about this in a different perspective. I wondered about it in a different perspective. Um, I was not offended by the term bad bitches. I think just like the N-word, right? People use, women use term, that term is a term of endearment when communicating with each other. Um, so I, that didn't uh, offend me. My my closest friend's sisters well, has, has referred to me in that way and I wasn't offended by it. For other people, they may be offended by it. I don't if a stranger is all in context, right? If a stranger says it, it may be something right, different. Right. But in the context in which he described it, this is the woman self-proclaiming mm -hmm. or making this proclamation right. about themselves, right? So it's not he's not calling them that. So that was the first thing. But then the wonder that I really had was this idea of how how does what he say? It, it, it's this whole gender stereotype, and that's that's how it became sexist and all these things. But oftentimes, if you turn on any of your local preachers in the pulpit, that's very much what you hear them communicating mm -hmm. about. It's very much about how do you allow your man to lead and what does that process look like? And um, not that all religions is pat patriarchal, but you certainly see patriarchy in religions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is what this, our social exper you know, experiences are based on. And so I wondered, how do people reconcile that in their day-to-day -day life, right? That's very much what you hear in, in religious, that's what you see in religious households. It's, mm -hmm. it's what you see in, in religious, you see that. And so it just made me wonder, did he get the backlash, right? Because he has this history of asking a woman how she learned about her, how, how to, what a route was to these comments about, hey, but you can't even cook. Is cooking a gender stereotype? Absolutely. But is allowing a man to lead a gender stereotype? Is that something that we've been taught and it's been ingrained in us? Um, and it's, I don't know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but how come you don't have your typical average preacher that talks about this and what that looks like being degraded the way they can be as a result? Yeah, I, I don't understand that either. Like you said, because like, uh, for example, me and Gerald, we both came up, you know, I'm not excluding you, Dan, just because I don't know your background, okay? <laughs> Well, we came up, our both our both our moms were strong, strong black women, but they also allowed our fathers to lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, our mothers were were teachers, department heads, and and you know, did 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 basically everything. They didn't necessarily need a man, but they also they showed they never degraded, they never degraded our parent our our fathers in front of us. You know what I'm saying? You know, both our fathers work work worked for the auto industry. So it was just like Okay, they were making money as well. So it's not like, you know, they worked together as a unit and then they allowed them to lead. You know what I'm saying? In my household, my dad did all the cooking. So I can't say about the cooking thing. You know what I'm saying? My mom said up front, she don't know how to, she don't cook. She don't, she don't know how, she knows how to cook. She just don't cook. And dad was like, all right, I do it. I ain't no problem. And you, know? you cook in your household, and right? I cook in my house, yeah. Right. But Tiffany, Tiffany the better cook, but I cook in the house too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I admit, you know, she's better cook. I can't front. Um, I'm on the grill. I'm the grill master. I ain't no doubt on that. But anyway, um, so I think it's a, the fact that you were just saying it like in this situation, depends on whatever situation you're in. In his situation, he wants a woman who can cook, 
and who will allow him to lead. If he get a woman who, you know, is making as much, like, for example, if he get a woman making just as much money as him and, you know, he doesn't, the gender roles or the roles, so to speak, are blurred. You know what I'm saying? If she makes as much money as he does, will she, you know, like he said, will you be quiet and listen when you need to listen? And it's not about being quiet. It's a fact of, you know, sometimes, and it's just, it's communication issues. You know what I'm saying? It's communication. If you're not willing to listen, that's on men and women, though. If you're not willing to listen, you don't know, you can't identify the problem or make a solution to the problem. If you're not listening, that's on both sides. You know what I'm saying? That's communication one-on-one. Yeah, and I agree. And I think there's a, a distinct difference between allowing your whoever that head of your household is to lead in a particular way mm-hmm. than allowing someone to dominate, right? There, those True. are two distinctive yeah. things, right? Everybody has their strengths. My mm-hmm. strength may be that I need to come and lead in this area because that's how I'm going to get us to the goal line because mm-hmm. I'm better at that. Um, mm-hmm. And there, there may be some other things that are other people's strengths, right? So I wonder about these tropes associated with, oh, he's just telling women to sit down and be quiet and go back nah. to the 1960s. I didn't hear that. Me neither. I heard, yeah, I heard him relate an experience that he had growing up in a house with his mother, his father, his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I, I immediately connected it to the church because that's what I hear in the church. I've oftentimes mm-hmm. heard that, but it's never, never illustrated or, or really condemned in the way that Cam's comments were. Um, in fact, there's usually a man's following it. Right. And, um, you know, somebody, <laughs> yeah, some, some, you know, some woman wiping the sweat off past his head or something. Um, so I don't know. I, it didn't, I could, I see how people got there, right? In the, in the year of our Lord, 22, when women are mm-hmm. vying for and need equality and want equality, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I also understood what he was trying to or attempting to say. Facts. Like I said, like I said, my mom, you know, to be honest with you, my mom, a college degree, master's, had a master's in mathematics. My dad went to eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? He dropped out of school in eighth grade. My dad wasn't the most intellectual person, but my dad could rewire your house. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to play the strength of everything. There were certain things that dad would, you know, that my mom would said Arthur wasn't intellectual. What I mean by that is, he, yeah, Nick was smart, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like person was, what, what the average person would deem as intellectual. Like he was like, oh, he only went to the eighth grade. Yeah, but he read every fucking thing. So it didn't matter about that. You know what I'm saying? Though so like, for example, when it came down to fixing the house and doing all the things, dad knew what to do. But sometimes mom would take the leader saying, hey, hey, all right, I need you to fix the basement first. Then fix, I need to fix the furnace first. Then we're going to fix the basement up. It was stuff like that. But that's the communication issue again. You know what I'm saying? She didn't oh, so- say- so yeah, riddle me this. Name me one thing in eighth grade you learned that you use in your present life right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. Okay, uh, it was this one time at band camp. Agree. Agree. I still, I still, when I tell you, if a girl got a flute, I still use that. <laughs> <laughs> Name me one thing that you learned in eighth grade that is a because life really. I mean, yeah, you you need the books, but it's really about having common sense, and we lack exactly. our, our generation lack all sorts of common sense. Yes, and I, I, I do think that Cam, where he could use some support as is in, and I don't know what that structure looks like, 
but it's really who does he have around him helping him field these interviews, these statements, whatever the case may be. Sometimes he's off the hip with it. Sometimes he's, you know, and it gets him in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he does need a little bit of culture in that area because he he can't just say what he wants. He's been for whatever reason, mm-hmm. he's been Carol Owens in the league, like 100%. <laughs> and so anything he says, it's going to be misconstrued or maybe apply correctly, but it's going to have him in a negative light. Um, and that's unfortunate for him. So there could be some opportunity. What I would like to see is just some opportunities for him to get that communication coaching or whatever the case. So he doesn't put himself in these peculiar situations where he's often vilified. Who, whoever is Matt Stafford's person, because that's oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. precision. For sure. He, he, is, he has precision with it. Mm-hmm. That's who he needs. Well, I don't think I think it's different though too now. So you, you, race comes into play when we start talking about Matthew Stafford. Mm. It does. I'm just it's like if we said Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, if we used any of them, that would that's not going to actually quite be the same. I'm not saying that they couldn't go down the rabbit hole and make crazy comments, but I'm saying they come from a different background. Mm. Than, than Cam or than the African-American quarterback. So you're not going to hear Stafford would never address uh, somebody calling themselves a bad bitch. He probably would never even be concerned or address uh, a two-parent household because he probably came, he came from a two-parent household. That's not to say that all white people are Caucasian. But, come from but you're making household. my point. That's the point that I'm absolutely making. So the communications and PR person would be talking to Barstool Sports saying, hey, what do you want to talk to him about? Because we're not going to go down this rabbit hole about a two-family Yeah, we're not doing this two-family household. We're not even falling into these racial tropes that's inevitably going to get us to be pigeonholed into this way. Mm-hmm. He's Cam Newton. He's a black quarterback in the NFL. He's, he's against many odds. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So we're not even about to start talking about this. Oh, yeah, I agree. It sound bites. That's the point that I'm making, right? I, I don't mean mm-hmm. that. So Matt Stafford's wife pops off on her podcast on a oh, day. All the day. time. All the Pop, time. Fuck off. He's he, whenever there's a question posed to him about what she says, his answers are pristine and with it's just precision about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying for Cam. He needs someone that can come in and say, hey, we're not even about to talk about none of this. <laughs> this, this, this is the equivalent. Of the Manoogian Mansion party, and you call me Kilpatrick. <laughs> you don't know Wait. nothing about nothing, cause that that gives room for the fodder for him to say stuff that creates issues. That's the point that you're making. My exact point. I would, like to, I would just like I would just like I would just like to point out that none of us know anything about the party at the Manoogian Mansion either, cause <laughs> I would not like for Dandridge. AKA, she has a different name that we go by as she goes by, similar to the young lady who went missing. And we don't want her to go missing again. <laughs> don't know anything about that oh, party. I know oh. nothing about the party. I have no <laughs> first, second, or third hand information right. about the party. I'm like Don okay. Tripp. I don't know shit about shit, so don't ask me shit. Shout out to Don Tripp, man. That's my nigga. I love that yeah. line. So I, I just want to play. But, you, but, you, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, 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 you're, I, you're making the right. I think you're making the right point. Matt Stafford ain't never gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Russell, Russell, um, Russell Wilson ain't never gonna talk about that. That's true. It's not gonna happen. 
future no, goes on Twitter and pops off. He ain't never talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a Lamar uh and Cam conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar just needs somebody to do his hair. Maybe, that maybe, maybe Jay, maybe James Winston if he can stop stealing watermelons. <laughs> hey, first to the lobsters though. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I know. I was. I, I added the watermelon. I'm sorry. That, was, that was for a little. That was for a little dramatic flair, audience. Just a little dramatic flair. But, but yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I just didn't really. I didn't see it so much as a sexist remark. Mm-hmm. I saw it more as, as Dander said. I saw it more as this is what I grew up. This is what I saw in my mm-hmm. house. So. Since this is what I saw in my house, I'm just telling you that that the, I, the gender roles that I saw and how what shaped me as a man are how I grew up, and that's kind of what I look for as well. That doesn't that doesn't mean that he's wrong. That doesn't mean that he's right. You know, that doesn't mean that all women have to cook. Doesn't mean that you know all women uh you know have to have to be fall into the 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 quote unquote stereotypical role of what we consider mothers to be. Because like Free said, both of our mothers were, you know, same thing, highly educated, master's degrees, worked in the public school system, um, highly respected, highly educated, way more educated than both of our fathers. My mm-hmm. dad just graduated from high school. So, but also still allowed a man to be a man, quote unquote, and, and lead the family. Now, I don't mean it wasn't ever no pushback. <laughs> we're facts, right? <laughs> I don't mean that. That didn't happen. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that occurred. That occurred quite, quite often. But I don't know. We're gonna see this. Whole, this but will not as, be the, as it as it should be, though, right? That's what a healthy democracy or democratic relationship is about. Yeah. If you if you don't have pushback, then you somebody's dominating. And when you have that type of position over somebody else, it's just not that's not a relationship. This is not that's that's not a relationship. That's that's a deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you just in the, you in a deal right now, and you just happen to be <laughs> you the deal. You just got to do it. So that's yeah. what I mean. I don't know. Your mama be going off on everybody. So <laughs> she she let me be clear. No matter what that dynamic was, she was never concerned about having a voice. That is oh, very thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100. 100. <laughs> well, I'm sure Cam, this will be this will not be the last that we hear Rumple Stiltskin making comments. <laughs> I call him Rumple Stiltskin because of the clothes he wears. So this will definitely not be the last we, we hear from him. But <laughs> in, in other news, I can I can't think of <laughs> no other person who had a worse week than Mr. or one Benzino. <laughs> his, his week, his week started off, ended, and just it just it's just been horrible. First of all, I Benzino is for those of who don't know Benzino, Benzino is a old rapper. Uh he what actually I call him that. <laughs> well, I know he actually he actually he rose to prominence because he actually started the source. Yep. So, and actually, probably a whole bunch of people don't even know what the hell the source is. Now that I'm wait, thinking about man. it. Wait, he started the source magazine. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my! I was today's years. Oh, are you kidding me? No. Oh, oh, oh. my goodness, Dandridge. 
This I is had funny. no idea. The reason yeah. is so funny is because you know, he, <laughs> no he co-owned the Source magazine and he gave his own album five mics. That shit was horrible. <laughs> so, it was a single he came out with today. So, so, right. you know, so see what I said was accurate. I said many people don't even know what the source is. We have one of our own. No, I know what the source is. I didn't I no know. No, I knew what well, the source Smile every time my face is on the source. I know what the source is. I did not know he founded the source. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the source, for those of you who do not know, the source magazine was the first. I mean, I don't know if it was, we call it the first, but it was it was it was the preeminent hip hop magazine of its day in the uh, yeah uh, the late right uh, the the early nineties. Um, and if you got a rating of five mics or four yeah. mics in the source, then that meant that your album was the shit. Yes. and everybody went and bought it. So, you know, as Dandridge just used the line for Biggie. From Big, he smiles every time my face is up on the source. That like it was big time, you know. Yeah. It was like black folks being on the front of Ebony or Jet. How yeah. about that? <laughs> and the fact That's also, right. not to take anything away from the source. I mean, another thing about the source is they gave you unsigned talent. They had the unsigned talent line, which is where Biggie got founded from. Um, you know, Razkaz, uh, Drake, Eminem, all those were unsigned hype. You know what I'm saying? It, it was crazy. And then, like you said, the five mics, that's the classic. If you got a five mic at a source, it was a classic and everyone bought it. And they didn't strike out on the five mics. They got some that should have gotten five mics, but they didn't strike out on the five mics, except when they gave the made men a five out, five mics. <laughs> that shit was like, that shit should have got a half a mic. <laughs> but when you're the owner, I mean, I'm not mad at him trying to pull that cool. But uh, dog, that shit was garbo. <laughs> Raymond, Raymond Scott, you know you pulled some bullshit on that one. That's business, you know, real name you didn't know. <laughs> so, so anyway, so now let's get into what that like actually happened. Freeze, you go ahead, you go ahead and fill folks in on the the happenings of one Benzino this week. <laughs> first, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the first L he took was um, um, you know, uh, a a trans a trans a trans woman. Actually, uh, that's that's actually not back up. I knew it was one other thing we forgot. The uh, first L he took for those of you who also do not know, oh, Benzino is Coy is Coy Larray's father. Yep, forgot. Okay, so that talk about that. That was the first L. Right. He took. First L he took was like he was this Coy Larray album came out last week. She did eleven thousand worth of sales. That's pretty good in this digital age, and um. You know, everybody up there like, oh, your father helped you. Her father ain't do shit. And so she was like, he ain't do shit for me. All he did was, you know, get mad at my mom and, and abandon us. You know what I'm saying? And Benzino first and got to diss. First of all, got to diss his own fucking daughter. Okay, first of all, we all understand that, you know, children sometimes will rebel. But to bring it out and try to diss your own daughter in fucking public, that shit whack as fuck. So he tried to say, oh, if you wasn't for me, you wouldn't have done this, this, this. And I did. I laid the groundwork for you and all this other shit. And you had a nerve to diss me. You know what? You ain't shit. Da, da, da. And I'm like, wait a fucking minute, dog. That's your daughter. This should yes. never, ever play in public. <laughs> never play in the public light. Never. If I got beef with my kids, yes. I'm not running to the fucking Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I'm talking them. Not gonna put that shit out there. That's the first fucking L and the first stupid shit he's done. Well, not first two this week. 
Yeah, and then he and he also. He but wait, also, doesn't he doesn't he say he got hacked and he didn't do that? Nah. No, no, he claimed it. So, so, no, so. he said he got hacked and he would never talk about his own daughter. Like he said, somebody hacked his account. No, okay. Go to Google. Okay, look, that's okay. the 2022. That's the 2022 version of he he sprinkled some crack on him when the cop said he got he reached for my gun. No more. If that's the case, if that's the case, he got hacked a whole lot this week. We're gonna get into the other one too. But but, well, but the other not, thing, he only said he got hacked by his daughter. Okay. Okay, but the other thing is he she said Coyle Ray said in there um that. You know, life got rough there for a minute because when he the source went broke, he went broke because yeah. of the source, and he sent like a cease and desist to them saying he was gonna sue them for talking about him going broke and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But uh, now, Dennis, you are you saying that he also did not say because I could have sworn that I also heard him say he was going to file. A lawsuit for defamation of character because that was not him. Wow. So I did hear him say that, but I thought that was related to the Ale- the second L he took this week, it- purported or allegedly, which mm-hmm. was he's now, I guess, been outed by being in relationship with a trans woman. And I don't remember the, the young the young lady's name. But she has just, she publicized this, um, I guess him talking to her on the phone. She had him on speaker and recorded the message and then obviously posted it on her Instagram. And she like essentially outs him saying that they've been in this secret relationship. Now, secret love. <laughs> that's what we are. Trying hard to find, find a way. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> So, like, I don't, I don't know the nature of that, right? So, I don't. It's 2022. You can make your voice sound like anything with anybody. They have all type of digital tools. I have no idea what to think or believe here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you say. I remember you said that. I thought that was a, a very interesting take. Benzino is not worth the effort. <laughs> Not worth the effort to change his voice to a transvestite, to talking to a transvestite or a trans person. I don't know what the word is now. Trans person, because I don't want the alphabet crew to come after me. I love all y'all. I'm just saying. But, you know, if you're going to change something, change Drake, change Lil Wayne, change change Jay-Z, but not Bazzino. That's a waste of effort. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of your intelligence. Okay, <laughs> not him. That's, that's 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 once again that's back to AI practice. Right. <laughs> not even the game, huh? We not even talking about the game. Benzino, we talking about Benzino <laughs> for real, Benzino. We ain't talking about a nigga that's done made a real album. We talking about Benzino. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we bring it in third L. The transgender, just in case anyone wants to look up, the transgender model's name is Shauna Brooks. And yeah. He reveals the relationship. And what, what she also said, the, the, the taped audio, he basically says, man, you're not going to get in trouble. I mean, you ain't going to look bad. I'm going to look bad because that's not how it is in society. Like, I'm going to catch the L for that. You were right. You're right. 
<laughs> and then, and then, you know, uh, transgender. Uh, Sean also said she said that you know she would have never outed him like that if you know if if he said he didn't care because he said he supposedly to her he said he didn't care about it coming out. So, so is is the thought process that he's gay? Is that what this is like? Is this the equivalency? I, I don't think it's gay, but he like transgenders, like Mr. C. Mr. C said he likes transgenders to give him some some top, some sloppy toppy, you know. But she's a big gay okay. old DJ. Mr. C, he got caught with transgenders like twice, and in, in just, public, and he said he don't care. He he like getting sloppy toppy from transgenders. They know what they doing, you know. To me. And to me, that makes you Guy, Guy Lefleur. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, each his own. I ain't mad at you for doing it, but like you know, it ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> and so that's what I don't. I don't know the what's the right. I don't know the politics around this. Like I don't know if you're dating a trans woman. Does that, and you're a male, like you're 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 identifying as male. Does that then do you identify as gay, or does the fact that you're dating a trans woman almost have like you can say I'm in a heterosexual relationship? But like, I don't know the. I think that's what. I need I, I need somebody to help. We yeah. need a <laughs> we need a transgender expert to help because I want to make sure I'm right and politically correct when we say. I don't know if there are any rules damage, but like, uh, but I would, I would tell you that I would assume that most men who date transgender women or who are with transgender women do not consider them to be a man. They do consider it to be a normal relationship with the woman. I'm saying for me, I do not consider that to be normal relationship. I consider you to be key. <laughs> <laughs> well, what show that was on um, the shy, right? On yeah, the last on the shot. Of shy, yeah. mm-hmm. where this very masculine, um, tough, he, he played this very strong exterior character, mm-hmm. ha- but has this very intimate relationship with a trans woman. And let me say um, something about that real quick. I thought that was real fucked up that they picked the same person that played Johnny Gill on the new edition, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to also... Also, to be messing around with the transgender. That was not fair to Johnny. <laughs> Johnny has had to go through rumors like that, and he could not defend himself. I did not think that was fair, because I know people tried to make the correlation. they like, oh, they will use it for that role, because he played Johnny Gill. They say Johnny Gill. I, 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 don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, I do not like, well, I do not like Benzino and the rest of the cats from Boston, who I do think are shady. I will stand up for New Edition, even though Johnny Gill was not is not from Boston and was not a part of the original crew, but still, you all catch my drift. Anyway, carry on. I just had to say that. I, I guess all I'm I, I'm wanting, I, I I would like I wish there could because I am very ignorant in this area and this is on me, right? I've just not spent any time um, thinking about it because it's not something that's in my day to day life. But I would be interested to know what does that mean for him, right? And maybe there aren't any rules. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the rules to it either. Like I said, to each his own. I don't care what like what a man what he eat don't make me shit. It's just funny when people tr- like when 50 Cent cracked on him about it, he was like, oh, 50 Cent would have say I'm gay, but he he snitched for the feds. It's like, okay, if you're not if you're not concerned about it, then why would you even try, you know, because 50 Cent is the, the ultimate troll. 50 Cent 
That's my dude. I, I like 50. 50 doesn't give a fuck who you are. He's oh, going he to come care. after you. He does not care. But he going at Jay Z right now. Right. As we speak. Right. Is he? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he As Jay-Z. we speak. <laughs> Yeah, he tried to say he like the only reason why 50 Cent was on the Super Bowl, boy, I didn't want him on there, but the white boy wanted him on there. And 50 Cent said, For real, the white boy, motherfucker, do you mean the biggest rap selling artist in the world, motherfucker? <laughs> Stop playing. And he said, was- We're trying to act like a kid trying to dress and wear your hair like a gay painter. <laughs> and then he showed well, well, and then he then he and he asked, then he showed the the famous uh black painter who had who wore his hair like that, who was suspected of being gay. So are you talking about my back? You on my back yeah. yet? Yeah, yes. he had a side yeah. by side with Jay-Z in here. Dog 50, 50 the fucking man. Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton's hair is tiptoeing like that too. And yeah, J. Yeah, Cole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Um, but no, but, but go ahead. My I'm sorry. Pers- my, my personal opinion is and and I'm gonna let this go, but I think 50 Cent should sit out on any comments about the Super Bowl because they had this man looking like oh. upside down turkey <laughs> hanging from a rotisserie rack when he was coming out. I just think he should just sit, sit it out. He addressed that too. He's like, y'all oh, niggas man. ain't shit. <laughs> um, it was terrible. Oh. That's, that's all the me. The memes were just, they were swift. They were quick. Whoever the meme community is, I, I owe them a, a life of a, 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 like gratitude for sure. Uh, yes. They yeah. can get me through the day. Y'all done fucked up Al Gore's internet. I swear y'all mean. <laughs> but now freeze. Tell him about the oh. tell him about the third oh, yeah. he caught. Which 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 supposedly according to him was not recent, but still, it's still an L. I don't it care came what nobody out, it came out this week, even if it wasn't recent. He went to go pick up his son, and supposedly the, the, the baby mama was with out on a date with another guy, or whatever. They was coming home. And she was like, oh, I don't want to go that walk back that way because my baby father did. He ran up on them, ran up on them, was yelling his stuff at her. And my man, he punked him and told him to stand down, pulled his gun out, was like, look, you better get the fuck away. <laughs> so Rizzito called the cops. Nigga, you a gangster rapper, dog. <laughs> Quit calling the fucking cop, you a gangster rapper. Yeah. Quit that. Whip that nigga ass shoot that nigga. Do something, dog. Live what you speak, dog. Then you get you the cops come there and you start crying like a bitch. <laughs> like, um, oh, no, he was crying. He was crying. You know, I'm just trying to pick my son up. He put out a gun. He said he was a cop. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all not talking to him? Why y'all talking to me? This nigga's in tears to the Sounds fucking like cops. <laughs> dog. <laughs> You can't no, make was, this shit up. <laughs> no, it was it was bad. It was bad. Then I guess he punched my man's truck twice and had oh, yeah. this in the truck. And yeah. then they like then they came back to talk to him. And he was like, he's like, so why did you uh punch the truck? I didn't punch the truck. I didn't punch his truck. That's a lie. That's a lie. Who said who said I punched the truck other than him? Did I forget what is what is uh child's mother's name is, but let's yeah. for the sake of this, let's just say it's Sherry. <laughs> he's like did Sherry say I bought the truck? Did Sherry say I bought the truck? And he was like, yeah, she said, but he was like, oh, man, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't believe you. Oh, no. I just want to pick like, my son up to baseball. Uh, he practiced right over there. <laughs> I was like, my goodness. Did you look any more bitch made? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is 
a very, very gender stereotypical. This is so terrible. Why y'all can't let this man have emotions? You don't get emotions when you supposed to be the hardest motherfucker alive. Right. You don't get no emotions. You're the hardest nigga in Boston. The yeah. hardest nigga in Boston. You don't get no This why so many of our, our, our black men are in jail right now because we don't allow them to cry. Man, you can cry. You can, hey, oh no, we we obviously allowed him to cry because he just got through crying. Oh no, you said that. <laughs> and y'all just called him. Y'all just called him all kind of bitches because he was crying. His feelings was hurt. You know what we called him a bitch? We called him a bitch because he's supposed to be the hardest dude alive. He he just yeah. so hard all the time. Right. Like, so that's why. So don't be walking around like you just be whooping motherfuckers ass on a regular basis. That's taking people down. Right. And then the first sight of a retired uh, firefighter from Dallas, <laughs> you call the police and then start crying. And right. he was walking around with his shirt off. Shirt off, right. Like, if you put your shirt on with your 62-year-old butt looking like Hulk Hogan pity sagging, trying to still work out, <laughs> taking collagen injections to your neck. Ain't nobody trying to see that shit. You know he ain't got no neck now, G. That nigga ain't got uh, no neck. That's what I said. Ass nigga. That's what I said. He's taking collagen injections to his neck right. to keep his skin tight so his neck would shrink up. Turtle. Um, and then Turtle. the fourth L was today when he released that sorry-ass this tape. This <laughs> Two and a half minutes. Of the worst rap <laughs> besides Silk the Shocker of all time. I'm dissing you, Silk. You know your shit was whack. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> if, if, if we could play it, if we could play it for you all, I wouldn't. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you could not get that two minutes of your life back. After Freeze sent that to me today and I heard it, I said, if only I could get that time back. <laughs> the things that I could do with it. Yes. Oh my God. Oh man. And the thing is, the, the thing is it really tripped me out about that portion is he wrote this down, went into the studio, picked a dope ass beat. The beat was dope, by the way. And he spit that bullshit on it. Like no one stopped this man. I I'm sorry. No one said, hey, Benzino, this shit's garbage, dog. Go rewrite that shit. No one stopped him from doing this shit. They man, you should put that shit out. No. No, he caught four L's in a week. Like the week ain't even over yet. Right, right. We ain't even done. We ain't even done. It started. It started before. Started before, before Easter got here. Oh, he, he oh. definitely didn't have a resurrection Sunday. <laughs> no, he didn't. Nobody he rolled. Nobody rolled back. stone away from the tomb. He is still in there. Right. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. Y'all just terrible. He rolled the stone over and was like, oh, Benzino. Hey, move that back, player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they rolled that like, for he has not risen. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all act like y'all ain't never just been in love. That man was just in love and his emotions got the best of him. Man, she clearly wasn't in love with him. She was like, I ain't messed with him in years. Right. Like, that's what she said that. <laughs> exactly. That's She's what... like, I don't even know why he acting a fool like this. Yes. Yes. And then the worst part, the worst part of that part is his son was across the street playing baseball. You know like how devastating that gotta be like that. to yeah. see your dad in that situation. Like, Thank you, God, for the dad having a dad I had. I had never saw my dad catch no L like that ever in life. 
because that's got to scar you mentally. I'm I mean, sorry. Don't get me wrong. I, I've never been in that situation, so I can't, you know, I can't really like say, but I would, I'm just going to tell you, I would handle, I would have handled that a whole lot smoother than that. That oh, would yeah. not have been the way that went down. Oh, no, 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 not never. Oh, no. She said that. <laughs> that was the funny part. He was like, go ask, go ask the name. Go ask Chip. What did Sherry say? Did Sherry say that? Did yeah. Sherry say that? They was like, yes, she did. He's like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. My, oh God! Oh, she oh. said it to oh Lord! Oh, oh no! Man. Oh no! That right there, that took me out. <laughs> I said, <laughs> oh, no. "Oh man! Oh, no. <laughs> oh man!" Benzino, keep giving me, keep giving me laughter, man, because Lord knows I need it. Because man, you you definitely provided great entertainment for me this weekend. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all terrible. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know that. Y'all terrible. I need a trip now after this. <laughs> well, guess what? If you take one, after today, you might not have to wear your mask. Yes. On plane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that 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 came out this afternoon. A federal judge, a Trump appointee, nonetheless. Um, no, you don't say. This, <laughs> right. Yep. There was a Trump appointee. She was one of 10, if I'm not mistaken, um, that he was able to appoint to the federal bench. It may have been more than that, so don't quote me. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they've been doing these test cases all around the United States, whether it's mass, abortion, mm-hmm. books. I mean, it's all these things happening to just erode, you know, our rights. And so today she decided, not that this is a constitutional right, but on her own that she's going to get rid of the mask mandate for all airplanes, trains, you know, federal travel. So now y'all got to go get on them little spirit planes with, you know, one <laughs> inch between your seats and no mask protection. Well, you you still allowed to wear them though on your own if you want to. For you sure. just don't have to now. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm on spirit, because I have never rode spirit, I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing OJ gloves. <laughs> if I could wear a hazmat suit, I wear that. Well, I don't wear a hazmat suit. When I, I've flown Spirit a couple times. I do uh, make sure that I have my parachute pack strapped on. Though. <laughs> so, you ain't sure I, I, ain't even, I ain't even worried. I'm not even worried about the emergency exit because I'm just going. <laughs> Geronimo! <laughs> It, it is very interesting, though, all jokes aside, it is very interesting how politicized things just are and have become in this, you know, and not to say that we haven't been a political country our, our entire existence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we certainly existed through chattel slavery, which was a very political economic system. Yeah. But yeah. just this idea that one person with a particular political affiliation can unravel something for the entire country and that that's that's our definition of a democracy we gave that power to one person right yeah and it's um, funny because on the on the cdc said this morning sorry for stuttering but the cdc said this morning they took away um the places where you couldn't couldn't go anymore you can go to those certain countries now they're they've taken those yeah. bands off of those travel places and then after that, then the CDC, I mean, and the judge rules against the CDC saying it's unconstitutional to extend the mask mandate 
you know, because they extended it to May 3rd, I believe, at first. And they that judge said, you know, no, it's unconstitutional. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, yeah, she's from Florida. Shocking. Oh, well, um, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so you say you say no more after that. Yeah, she's a federal judge in Florida. That's right. Um, but the mass has become such a hot, which is very interesting to me. It just doesn't surprise me because this is very typical, but it's become like white people's civil rights issue. Like they <laughs> right. look legitimately like. They literally legitimately feel like they're the, the requirement to wear a mask is equivalent to like bondage oppression. Yeah. Like you will hear them like, I can't wear my mask. I cannot have to wear this mask. I can't get a haircut. I've never been, you know, so without my, and I'm like, wait, what? Like you, you can't get a haircut? Like that's what right. we are? It's a very interesting dynamic for sure. They, they, yeah, this is this is definitely their civil right. This is I this is their equivalent of we can have to sit on the front of the bus. We're not sitting in the back of the bus. <laughs> like seriously, like they really upset about this mass mandate thing. I mean, they're <coughs> legitimately upset. Coming also the heel, like coming off the heels of the people getting acquitted for um kidnapping uh Governor Whitmer or planning to kidnap Governor Whitmer. That was crazy. <laughs> But after reading this part, I don't know if you checked it out, Dad, just, but you know why the case went under, right? No, I didn't follow it. It's too oh. much. I, I have soul fatigue with all this shit. You, well, it's just too much. So before yeah. before we before we go there, though, before uh, we go there, because that, that's that's really a whole weird. thing in amongst itself. Mm-hmm. Will you? Will you? If you fly, I know I'm still have to. Will you still wear a mask, or will you not? Now that you no longer have to. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably not. I'm probably not. I worked the whole pandemic, so I probably wouldn't wear a mask. That's just me. I so, have no problem with wearing one, but I probably wouldn't. If I don't have to, I wouldn't. Yeah. So I I I still would. Mm-hmm. I would not necessarily wear it for like the whole, like I would like as it stands now, you're only supposed to take your mask down or off when if you're eating or drinking. I I would take longer breaks with said mask not on i still would still would wear it though because mm-hmm. the way i think about it in the first place to me is you already sitting in a darn uh pepsi can with recycled air you know flowing through there so I, my whole thing is it is it, now it was one thing when they were still doing every other seat and you didn't have somebody sitting right next to you yeah. but i Miss mean Spirit, i don't think spirit ever did that <laughs> i don't think they did either <laughs> Spirit, their motto is fly at your own risk. Hey, so plain, so plain gonna come at us with a cease and desist here in a moment. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm I I probably will. I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, depending on how long the other part though is too. If we t- it's different if you're talking about think about if you're flying to Dubai. Oh yeah. Right. You don't want to keep your mask on for that's a long period of time to be flying with a mask if you're flying you know from detroit to chicago or dallas to houston you know 45 minutes that ain't nothing but you know longer flights i i I don't know that would i may have a problem keeping it on for the full duration then yeah and and that's all the the look i remember when i flew when i flew uh flew to cug i forgot i had finished eating i forgot left my mask down while i was waiting to get on a plane and then like Four people came over. Hey, you got your mask down. Like, brother, 
Okay, yeah. I just got done eating. I forgot. Okay, he put this motherfucker on for this start a riot. Like they came up to me like I was like I said the word bomb on a goddamn in the airport or something. <laughs> like, duh. Wait, wait a minute, you can't even say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, but it, I think that that really just highlights how political these masks have been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the impact surrounding it. I, I I don't know how it got there, whether it was masks, masks in schools. It, I mean, every, there's so much, could, like, just, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Like, every time you look up, you got, like, the goddamn Supreme Court justice's wife trying to take over and overturn an election. Like, I have no idea what's happening anymore <laughs> in this country. I'm completely flabbergasted and fucking confused. <laughs> that I'm, just glad, I'm just glad we got somebody black on the Supreme Court now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do. Hey, let that ride, huh? I'm just we glad do. we got somebody black because we, you know, we ain't had one for at least the last 25, 30 years. Yeah. We do. Matt, Madam yeah. Kutaji, we do, yeah, for sure. I'm so happy we have, we I had just, one for one. I just the next black person to get on the Supreme Court to have a black spouse. The next one. I'm just yeah, going to be honest. Whole, we talked about that already. <laughs> I just want the next one to have a black spouse. <laughs> but if they have a spouse, black, I could bring this back up now. But if they have a black spouse, Dadridge, the FBI agent who was assigned to this case, the reason why a lot of they threw the case out because this motherfucker was at a swingers club with his wife. And whooped her ass. He said, hold up, man. They were playing. Uh, <laughs> that was role yes. play. That was role play at the swingers club. Like, you can't get, you can't, you can't get him because they was playing whoop that ass at the at the swingers club. And they had to throw out all his testimony. My thing is, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen at a swingers club with your wife? What do you think will happen? Wait, so because he had this secondary, separate domestic violence issue, yes. they found him not to be credible in anything yes. yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I read this whole thing there. I'm going to see the article later because I was like flabbergasted. Like, damn, when I found that out, the lawyers, the uh, the defense lawyers had a field day. Like, we can't accept this man's argument. Look at this. They like they handed out pictures, articles, arrest warrants, everything, like the whole case. And so the prosecution was like, we can't put him on the stand. He had he was our he was our star witness. But now his credibility is is under under fire because you're an FBI agent. You know, just like anything else, police officers, federal officers, firemen, you're held to a higher standard. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different. Like like you said, if if like my my neighbor went up there to a swingers club with his wife and started fighting or whipping her ass, like ah, it happens. But once you're in a, a federal agent and you're supposed to uphold the law, you can't you go you can't just beat your beat your wife up. You can't if that's what y'all was doing for role play at the Swingers Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey. just saying. Now, 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 for everyone, for our listeners, um, what Freeze is referring referring to is I'm sure those most of you should remember this, but. Uh, in Michigan, there was a plot to kidnap and kill the governor. So that trial was held uh, in Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And even though there was a mountain of evidence, uh, two of the 
two of the individuals were acquitted and the other two, they couldn't, the jury couldn't agree. So they can be retried, but as it stands right now, all four individuals got off, you know, scot-free. So that's that's what we we are currently discussing. And, and I think it, to be clear, this, this plot to kidnap and eventually, I don't know if it was to murder her, was all surrounding her COVID mandate, mandate, right? Right, right. right. These were all, so this is the point that I'm saying. You are trying to kill a sitting governor mm-hmm. because she maybe, I think this was the, the biggest issue is that she had the economy, she had shut stuff down, yep. she did the, the mass shutdowns of different industries and people just went into an uproar about it. But that's what I'm saying. Our, our calculus now, right now, Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's another time that has been this knee jerk other than like during the height of the civil rights, maybe, you know, that time. And then maybe the civil war, like mm-hmm. this shit, it don't take nothing. And we popping off about anything. It's a very scary time to, to be watching what's happening. Cause yeah. none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and they said, hey, hold on. This other part, the guy, one of the guys on trial was like, we weren't going to do, we weren't going to harm her. We were just going to kidnap her. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? I got to sit that shit, mate. We weren't going to harm her. We were just going to kidnap her. Like, okay. The defense made some comment like, yeah, I've heard more reckless talk from uh, uh, soccer moms in a bar over right. drinks. Right. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, all right. I, I've never heard, I've never heard of soccer moms at a bar having drinks, plotting to overthrow the government. Right, <laughs> right, right. I never heard the soccer mom say, we gonna kidnap the soccer coach if he doesn't let little Jimmy in next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well now, well, now, that man's been said before, but they at least didn't say they were gonna come after the governor. So, yeah. I don't, all I can say is I think that we are in just very, uh, just a quintessential time where shit matters. And I know people have varying viewpoints about whether it's, it's, it works or it doesn't work, but I think there's consequences. Elections have consequences. We're living with a lot of the consequences of elections today um, from a federal level, from a state level, from a local level. And I think it's really important to watch what's happening and, and really exercise the rights that you have to vote or encourage others to vote. Like this is a very interesting time period that we're in. Our Supreme Court that we're sitting in right now is getting ready to render decisions about well-settled law about women's right to have an abortion or not and affirmative action. And these things that we never would have thought we would have to deal with again are very much front and center and that we are eroding our democracy one day at a time. Yep. And it's very, it's scary and it's something we have to pay attention to. Agreed, agreed. It's just so funny, like, uh, Justice uh, Brown got on there, oh my God, they're gonna reverse everything now. Like, oh my God, can she sit down first? Can she sit down first? <laughs> she does that, well, she, unfortunately, she doesn't have any power, right? right? And that, that's, again, Elections have consequences. Donald Trump being elected president allowed him to appoint three conservative right-wing justices mm-hmm. that the Supreme Court has a six to three majority. So it, no matter what she does, she's not going to be able to sway the majority. Mm. And, and if they want to overturn, they have the power to do it. So that's what's been happening at the ground level 
for the since Trump got in office in 16, they've been doing all these passing these laws, Texas, mm-hmm. um, Mississippi, Florida, passing all these laws to finally get something to the Supreme Court to start overturning stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's voting rights, mm-hmm. um, like I said, affirmative action, abortion, all right. these things for sure. And, and if people think it's about the issue, like there will be some good intended well-being Christian is like, oh my God, you know, no, we, we should be pro-choice and whatever you are is whatever you are. Mm-hmm. But what I want to be clear about is that ain't what the fuck these Republicans care about. True. They true. do not care about your life. They like Because you watch it, they'll say you need to be pro-choice, but then they'll slash any budget that supports early child care yep. or yep. maternity support. Yep. Or for any access to high quality preschool. So they don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. They really don't give a fuck about it. This mm-hmm. is about control and domination. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. 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 <laughs> oh, I ain't got nothing else to say after that. That was uh, so eloquently put that <laughs> I, don't, I don't. It's true, too. So I, I don't, you know, some stuff you don't need to add to. And no need to add to what Daniel said because that was spot on. So, Indeed. well, I'm Indeed. here all night. Jars <laughs> at the front. For sure, man. I'm glad we got that out there. Plus, I can't get. I had to talk about this FBI agent because I'm like, dog. You beat your wife ass to go to swing. You went to the strip swingers club with your wife. You didn't think she was gonna get some dick in her mouth. I mean, literally, really, really. I'm telling you, it was a role play. <laughs> I don't know why you don't listen to me. Hey, society don't understand role plays, and that's why they wouldn't. You know, think about the, the average person on the juror. They don't think about anything sexually liberating. The average person on the jury, you know what I'm saying? They get picked for that crap, you know. Uh, but yeah, he, he she didn't say the safe word. <laughs> huh. Oh man, yeah, we better end now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll end this pineapples. <laughs> oh man, don't forget, John. Y'all can find us. At Talk That Shit with three H's at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Interact with us. Talk to us. Let us know what we're doing. Let us know show topics of what you think about that. Of think about our show so far, man. Loving it and so thankful we're growing. We getting like extra people that like us on Facebook and Instagram. Like, oh, look at y'all trying to follow us. I love that. So uh keep the keep up the good work and you know, and let us know. You know, how at us. Let us know how we doing. <laughs> yeah, we all the way up to five followers. <laughs> six. <laughs> hey, six. Yeah. On, t- hey, on TikTok. Help us get to 10, not 10,000, just 10. Y'all terrible. We didn't put a TikTok up here and uh and have Dad explain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Thanks for coming out. God bless. Yeah, we out. <laughs> oh, man.